Want to talk? Want to do a podcast? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Doing the podcast. Yes, we are. So, I actually haven't seen you in a while. And we have been passing like two ships in the night. You travel, you've been traveling a lot. I've gone on one vacation, you just traveled all years around my vacation. Well, so, and I don't really think we'd call some of that vacation. It was dropping no. off the kids. Yeah, well, that is kind of a vacation. Well, you just got to kind of, I guess it's all spread them out. How you look at it. True, very true. So, um, yeah, so we are getting together today and we are going to talk about our new book, Bittersweet. By Shauna Nequist. Hold your book up, Joel. Our ours are different, but they're the same. You know, I had some pages marked on this like I'd read it before. And you didn't remember? But I have no recollection. So maybe somebody gave this to me. They said it was good and I should read it or something. I don't know. Maybe. Well, she it published the first time in 2010 and then republished in 2020 or 2020. Okay. No, um, wait, what's that? This one or was yeah, that? No, other I read one? it. You know me. I love to read. I read all the acknowledgments and everything. I love to read them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Source, I'm gonna. I'm you gonna source that. Me. You fact check. Almost oh, everybody. Okay. Word. Copyright 2010. Oh, because this is the old and one. And that's the old one. And yeah. then when you come in here, right here, bada bing, 2020. Mm-hmm. I look. I got okay. my stuff. So anyway, she is. We just read her other story. She's. I thought. I think she's phenomenal. Her other story. Her other story. Her other book. Her other book. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Um, I love her. Like, I wish she lived here. Uh, she's Shawna, a great... move here and be our friend. Yes. Yes. You could have Bible study with us. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. We do. We do projects and we go to dinner together and we, like, we did make flower arts and crafts. One yeah. time in our Bible yeah. study. We made decorated pumpkins for all of our friends. Remember? Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> awesome, though. We saw it in Atlanta. Yeah. And we did these. We took pumpkins and cut out the inside and did this flower arrangement. Yeah. It was. They were adorable. We soaked the, the foam yeah. in water and stuck it down in there. And then we delivered them. And then they rotted. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I want somebody to deliver one of those to us. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, anyway... Um, I do like Shauna. I like the way she she's a storyteller. She really has a is. lot it's of little not, stories. Have you noticed it's not chronological? Like yes. it'll be like she'll tell one story and then you'll kind of like connect it later to another story that she tells. And um, but I do really like what she has to say. But I kind of like that because I'm not a nonfiction reader. I mean, I will read some, but I after a few minutes okay, go I get ahead, tired. Jill, when's the last? No, okay, well this is nonfiction. Yeah. No, I know, and I've okay. actually been able to, like, when I told you, I was like, oh, my gosh, i got to read. I had already read 50 pages. Oh, you didn't remember? Yeah. No, I read it, yeah. So then I just okay. went back through and just, I looked at everything I highlighted, but, um, no, I, I love a fiction book because it's make-believe, and in your mind, you're thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. And when it's nonfiction, I, I don't see myself in that role, so I'm like, okay. In that role, in that category. No, yeah. Well, I mean, you just, you when you're reading it in fiction, you consider yourself the main character, the hero. You're yeah, the, that's You know, true. and so it's all this mysterious stuff is the happening villain. to you. Yes. And so I, it just feels personal. And so I have a harder time with nonfiction because I'm reading about somebody else. And I'm not saying I'm not interested, but it just takes me a minute to get through it. I was about to say I should make you read a nonfiction book I like and vice versa, but then I thought, no, I don't like the other side of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to enjoy it. So. not going to want to watch The Vampire Diaries. Read The Vampire Diaries. Yeah, it was so good. 
Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, a lot of people like it. So. Okay, so do we want to talk about the book a little bit? Yeah, let's absolutely talk about so it. I'm going to put on my papers. We're probably going to break this down into like five sections. We're actually meeting with our Bible study today, and yep. we're going to go over the same thing with them. And I did say to them, look, y'all can be like a studio audience live absolutely. and unseen. And they just were like, <laughs> so we didn't, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Okay. So, do you want to start, or do you want um, to? You can start, because I'm trying to find my page. I wonder if we have the same thing. Look. Okay, right. yours is, how do you say that, preface? Okay, preface. I almost said it in front of you, but I thought she is absolutely going to correct my grammar. I don't know if it's I say preface, preface or preface. I think it's preface. I say preface. Okay, so, mine doesn't say that. It says prologue. Well, it, does it talk oh, about the last different day words. Oh, oh, that's no. very interesting. This is going to be okay. interesting as... I kind of try to lean this study and my book's different than everybody else. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. So she basically talks about why she wrote well, that she wrote it 10 years ago, the book 10 years oh, ago. Okay. Um, and then she said when she went back and reread it, um, she saw how much she had grown as a person. Oh, I love it. Like that. she said that she saw a young woman who's longing for a sibling for her young son, but also longing for a sense of stability because in this book, when she originally wrote it, they were moving a lot from Grand Mm -hmm. Rapids to Chicago. Um, I can't even remember if New York popped in there. Yeah, they moved from, I think she lives in New York now. Yes. And I think at the time they were in Grand Rapids, then they, he gets fired from his job and so does she. And then they moved to the little blue house that we'll talk about for yes. a summer that's their friends and then they moved back to Grand Rapids and then they moved to Chicago yeah it was it's just a whole lot of movement with his job he worked yeah. for a church and so or that's what he ended up going back to but she also said this is her second book so her first book was Cold Tangerines yeah we want to read that next we're going to read them all out of yeah, order it won't matter yeah so she just was so in this book she had a lot of apprehension because she thought who wants to read another one of my books or am I, am I, is anybody going to read it and plus she's dealing still with infertility and she really touches on that a lot in all her books mm-hmm. i think because you know gosh think about that's such growing you know and mm-hmm. um i just think it's a way to you know heal so i thought it was great well i think they say one out of three or four pregnancies ends in miscarriage did you have one no i had one what did it say what was the the stats on that again one in three out of four pregnancies. Really? Yeah. Wow, so I, had I did one, not know I had that. one after Hallie. Uh, no, I just, no, two and three. So, uh, but I mean, I can't even imagine how hard that would be. But she really, really wanted another baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I think that, you know, she talks about that this is a cosmic spiritual recycling. I hold out my broken heart, and God puts it in his hands, and in his grace, he allows it to be used in the repair of another heart, almost like a transplant, like grafting, like a resurrection. I like that. Yeah, that's good. And I, It's I, just talking about, like, is, is what she's talking about kind of like her testimony, really, that heals yeah. other people, but also she talks about in here about how her, like, when she was going through all that, it was the testimony of others that really yeah. helped her know that, it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. You know, this isn't the end of the story. So. Yeah. So what is yours when your prologue, what does it say? Do you have a prologue? I, I don't. I have a. Oh, I do. You do. Okay. So does it say okay. the idea of bittersweet? Yes. Okay. So now we're on the same page. We are on the same page. For once. <laughs> 
Um, she says she kind of describes what the book is about. I think in this one little paragraph where she says, "Bittersweet is the practice of believing that we really do need both the bitter and the sweet, and that a life of nothing but sweetness rots both your teeth and your soul. Bitter is what makes us strong, what forces us to push through, what helps us earn the lines on our faces and the mm -hmm. calluses on our hands." Sweet is nice enough, but bittersweet is beautiful. I don't know how to say that word. Nuance? Nuance? Nuanced? Nuanced. Nuanced? Is it nuisance? I don't know. Do you even see what word I'm putting? Yeah, right there. Okay. Full of depth and complexity. Bittersweet is courageous, gutsy, earthy. I think that's great. I so think it's so I, good. Wouldn't you say that, um, like, if you, if, okay, so, like, when we were in our 20s, probably, we didn't have, I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I didn't have a lot of, like, hard stuff yet in my 20s. Um, not like this, no. I mean, I don't know. I think every, I think all kids at 20 think life is hard. They don't know what to do. I think, well, more so than not, I would say that. I think they don't know what direction to take their life in. And it seems, I can remember feeling like it's very hard. Okay. You know, like it's just I don't know I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how am I going to survive. I you know, you just don't know. I don't want to do my this what I'm doing now for the rest of my life because it was a mundane job, you know, but it was enough to pay my bills and let me live uh independently. But I do feel like most kids you know, feel that way in their 20s. Well, see, I was going to like I think that it's been harder for this generation, mm -hmm. surely, but for me, that was not a hard time. So what I was gonna say is that now as life has, you know, gone and done, I had all the sweet, but none of the bitter. Yeah. And until you have some bitter, you can't really appreciate the sweet. Yeah, okay, you gosh, know? that would be such a great point for you, right, for today's kids. A yeah. lot of them have all this, because parents wanna make everything perfect and mm -hmm. fix it. I am completely guilty of that myself but everybody wants to make it let me let's just fix make it, it make it easy make it easy and everything is sweet and there is no bitter yeah this Perfect. is when your life is easy a lot of the really crucial parts of christian doctrine in life are nice theories but you don't really need them when however death of any kind is staring you in the face all of a sudden rebirth and new life are very very important to you Okay, I have questions in here for the Bible study. Oh, I don't want you to pre-read okay. the questions. I won't do it then. Look at her. All right, that was a really good point. Um, yeah, she said, I, I've begun to retrain my eyes for rebirth, like looking for buds and branches. After an endlessly long winter, I know that death is real, and I trust that rebirth is real too. And I, I really feel like in my life, certainly, there's been things that have been really hard, and... Mm -hmm. It's through that pain that I fell closer to Christ because I had, I mean, I guess we don't have to. But no, like, but I think you, you're taken out of your comfort zone with Christ and you are forced to really, really relax. Yes. And she really does talk about that a good bit, like in this next chapter um, where she is talking about learning to not fight the waves of life. Yeah. Are you done with this chapter? No. Um, yeah, I'm just looking. I at mean, it. I I have some. I was not going to take everything that I underlined. That was gibberish. I couldn't even understand what I said. Oh look, there there she is. What? Your friend. Oh, I told you somebody would call me while we're doing this. <laughs> um. Anyway, and so learning to them, she says. 
If you try to stand and face the wave, it will smash you to bits. But if you trust the water and let it carry you, there's nothing sweeter. Uh, there's nothing sweeter. And a couple of decades later, that's what I'm learning to be true. I can't read you. True about life, too. If you dig in and fight the change you're facing, it will indeed smash you to bits. It will hold you under, drag you across the rough sand, scare and confuse you. Yeah. I, I read a little note. I said, we learn to submit to the one who loves us the most and knows the beginning from the end. When mm -hmm. we just like let go and be like, okay, we recognize it's out of our control, whatever it is. And we're like, all right, I'm just going to choose to trust you because me trying to fight to get what I want is not working anyway. Yeah. And I know that you love me more than I can even love myself. So why wouldn't I just trust you with the outcome? Mm -hmm. But it's... It takes a lot to get there, I think. Oh, I think it does. And I Absolutely. think it, it's like a relearning of that over and over and over again. Like every time something difficult comes up, it's an opportunity again to be like, how long am I going to fight the waves before I'm like, yeah. okay, you know? Yes. You know, our books are a little bit different. They are? Yeah, just a little bit. But okay. I, I don't think they're bad. I mean, I think that we can still, we're still really well, close. I still have a copy of that one, but I just read this one for some reason. Yeah, well, that's okay. To be difficult. Um, yeah, no, I, okay. So what else do you have? Well, you can talk. No, I'm looking for what I wanted to say. This I just like, but it, it's okay. not enough to talk about. Okay. Well, she said, like, when she's going through all this stuff, she said, my first thought there in the doctor's office was, well, this is when she finds out that she's miscarried. Um, my first thought there in the doctor's office was, everything in my life is dying. I can't keep anything alive. And I just oh, yeah, wonder, I saw that. That like, was really sad. Have you, like, have you ever felt that way? You know, have I ever felt that way? I Probably. would say yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like everything you do, it's nothing's working. Yeah. Where it's just like you feel like, or you feel like you hit a wall and then mm -hmm. you think that's going to be it. And then you hit another wall and then the walls keep coming and you're like, what is wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I, like, why can't I figure this out? You know? Yeah. I think like the Lord will take you, you know, how the, um, I guess it was the Israelites that circled around and around and around. Well, in the mountain, yeah, the Israelites in Egypt, they kept circling. They kept, they were supposed to, that was supposed to be like a couple of days journey and they stayed for 40 years. Because crazy. they like were not behaving. So they had to stay. And, hmm. you know, so sometimes I think if we don't get it the first time, we just keep getting more opportunities to get it. And I don't want those opportunities. So yeah. I'm wanting to try to get it right the first time. I really like to learn it from somebody else. Like if they do something and it's like hard for them, I'm like, please, Kimberly, could you learn this? But no, usually I have to learn it all by myself. You know, that takes me back to, to parenting because, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine in Pensacola, not Pensacola Kim, but one of Pensacola Kim's friends. And we I were saying the same thing. I don't know if you do. Not start with an S? No. Oh, yes, yes. So anyway, um, we were talking about, you know, it's so frustrating that when you're like trying to help your kids so much and you're like, do it this way because I know this way works because I did it that way and it didn't work. And they're like, nah, I'm going with that way. And you're like, oh. some of us are just really yeah. challenged learners. I know. And we just got to learn it the hard way. Well, she and I, what she and I were talking about the same thing is I, you know, 
I was always hard-headed. And my, I feel like my kids are hard-headed because they want to learn it on their own. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, even now at my age, you know, Andy sometimes can say, hey, now I can do it his way. But before I'd be like, yeah, I'm still doing it my way. You know, and even though he's trying to help, I'm thinking, but I feel like my way is the way. Well, sometimes your way is the right way. But let's give him a good example. You can, like, eyeball the measurement of anything. Oh, yeah. For the most totally. part. Yeah. And, like, that's when, like, you, like, I guess being in a marriage forever, like we both have, you, like, it's good if we can be like, all right. He's just good at that. I'm just oh, yeah. going to trust it, and I'm not going to question it. Like, logistics, terrible. I'm terrible with logistics. So I'll call you, or I'll yeah. call Stephen, and I'll say, what's the fastest way to get from point A to point B? I just recognize I suck at it. Oh, yeah, no. And now, you know, I mean, I do when he says it now. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the way. But before, mm-hmm. you know, when you're younger. But does he do it for you? Is like he good realizing that you know the measurement of stuff, and you might Oh, yeah, well absolutely. Just... Or I can, my perception, I'm like, hey, that's that's not going to fit. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, absolutely. And then we get up there, and he's like, you are totally right. So well, I mean, it just happens because you can just, some things you can just see. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome to trust mm-hmm. somebody else's strengths when you know yeah. they're not yours. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's awesome to be trusted with your strengths when yes. you know you're right, you know, but anyway. Absolutely. That was an aside. All right. So she, again, really goes over the thought, you know, her having to deal with her miscarriages at this time. A lot of her friends are having kids or they're getting pregnant. Um, and she just really talks about the struggles. But there again, in between it all, she still has... Her son, and she has so many happy memories. Well, I liked when she said, you know, like you see stuff on Facebook or Instagram, and life is like perfect, everything yeah. is wonderful, and whatever. And we all know it's not that way at all no. for anybody. I mean, we all have moments where it is wonderful, hopefully, and then we have all the other normal moments, and then we have the awful moments. I like when she was like, from the outside, it looks like everything was perfect. Yes. Like, you know, I'd written a book and he'd done produce some music or something. And we had a kid and we were traveling and she was like, and I was never more miserable than I was then. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I love the honesty of that because, um, most people wouldn't admit that. Yeah. And nowadays, I saw a friend of mine posted on Facebook recently about how, the 4th of July weekend, um, they have four kids too. And we're, you know, we're old friends. I haven't seen her in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just like, it was a really great 4th of July week. And we loved it. And we loved being together with family. But it was also like hard. There were some hard moments. Yeah. And she's like, I hesitated to even post this. And I'm thinking, I'm glad you did because it's so real. And people really need to hear that. Like, that's real. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had a great 4th of July weekend, but we actually did have a hard moment. We sat down at the table mm-hmm. and at the cabin, and then everybody started crying. Did I tell you this? No. Except for me. Stephen's like, okay, a heart of stone. I mean, like, I was <laughs> like, I said, well, I mean, like, a couple people started crying because they got their feelings hurt. Then a couple more people started crying because the other people were crying, and I was like, I'm so uncomfortable with this situation right now. <laughs> but, like, it didn't draw tears, and Stephen was just like, like, what is wrong with you? You know, I mean, yeah. he was like this. He was trying to, like, clean his eyes with his T-shirt. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Okay, that's All what right, traveling everybody. in the car with your family would do sometimes. <laughs> that great a distance. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's, it's just it's long good. And it, and it was it's good. Hard. It was good for that little bit to like come up that something yeah. was bothering one of the kids, but we just didn't know, and we needed to know. So sometimes it does take like leaving to figure that out. But I think so. What else you got, Joel? Um, we have gotten to the blue house, and okay. I do love when she talks about the blue house because okay. I feel like that was. That was one of the best parts in her life, is being at the Blue House for the whole summer um, and being with their friends. Okay, but this is when she goes to the Blue House the first time, it's not that good. Okay, well, I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong page. Maybe Go ahead. in your book it's good. <laughs> my, my version's not. This okay. Is, she says, and so she says, we kept ourselves in the blur and busyness of entertaining and house guests because we wanted to share that beautiful house and because we missed our friends and underneath it all, because we were afraid to slow down, to rattle around in that house alone, far from anything that even resembled a plan for the future. So we kept moving, kept entertaining. Um, and she said, looking back, it's as though we were shadows in that house that summer, absent in the most important way. Um, doing all these things but not really totally being there and then this made me giggle because she said um, instead of walking together through the mess talking and listening learning and hearing Erin her husband and I squared off like boxers demanding and bickering and then eventually just ignoring each other and attending to our guests another boat ride anyone more salad <laughs> okay know? that's cute see my my book is not like that so okay. on mine she talked about um, and I guess that's just where it kind of, it's a little bit different. But she talked about being there with her friends mm -hmm. um, because they were about to move. And she ended up, um, Annette and Andrew. They no, were, no, no, you're in the wrong chapter. That's the closer you got. Oh, that's why I missed that. <laughs> that's my favorite chapter okay. in this section. Well, no, you're right. Okay, sorry. I'm on the wrong one. She's, you know I can't what? follow she's directions. She's just ahead of the class. That's what it is. She's, that's what it she's is. She skipped ahead. Um. But anyway, they slowed down. They figured it out. See, this is... Yes. Well, hold on. Were you in that? Or were you I in was that? over there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We haven't done this it in does, a while. We it forgot does how make to podcast. It, it makes it hard when our books are not the same, I think. You're right. What page is that for you? 35. See, I'm on 29. That's okay. Okay. I had a preface. I really feel like it's my... my <laughs> or a preface. Preface? I think it's preface. I, I think don't you're know. Right. Now it kind of seems like it should be preface. What do y'all think? I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. All right. We're getting kind of long here on the podcast. Yeah, we are. So. But we might could come back to this next chapter another time. It's, it is like It's a favorite. good one. It's a long it one. Was, I, so I read this weeks ago and reread yeah. it again this morning because I was like, I don't really remember. And I was like, that was a tearjerker. Yeah. No, when she, absolutely, when she picks the kid up, from, or her friend's kid up from mm -hmm. school, and they're like, are you a relative? Are yeah, you family? And, she, and she's like, I'm as close oh my as family. Gosh. You, I mean, like, she is family. Because, she, yes. And it, that, yeah. I, that, I underlined that because that was one of my mm -hmm. favorite, that I was one of my too. favorite quotes. Well, yeah. you just want to go over Yes, this one we'll go ahead and do it. We can do it in so two minutes. Good. It's so good. So it's called The Closer You Get, and it's on different pages, depending on the version of the book you have. Yeah. Um, I messed that up. But anyway... Yeah, I, see, I highlighted it, too, and put a hole. Yeah. I said, they, she said, when I picked Spence up, this is her best friend's son, from school, his teacher asked me if I was a relative. I am not, but if family status is measured in love, I am. 
I know. I, I love where she goes, he is not my boy, but he's the only other boy I rock to sleep, whose diaper I change, whom I feed and I care for, and I kiss. And that, that night, in the dim light, as I rocked him and sang to him, the enormity of my very best friend's leaving became real. I know. I can't hardly stand this chapter. No, I, that to me made me think of my son's best friend because yeah. I love him. I love him as he was my mm-hmm. own kid, and I know that his mom loves my mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, and, she does. I mean, I don't... I just truly love him. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, you know, um, like we've him. always told him if you ever, I mean, like if something ever, I would take him in in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, yeah. I just, he's just such a good kid. You you would take in a lot of kids. Though. I know. Yeah. But anyway. I like this. It says, um, the closer you get, the closer you get. Yeah. And it has to do with like taking time to like be physically present with people. And we talked about this before, but not just physically, but also that. Um this past weekend <laughs> i think um why does that have a so i might have section? hit a button just it's going to be okay okay um so anyway i i it made me think i love this part look, okay like i did the whole thing okay yeah you did i said and then i mean she said no, i didn't say this i wish i said this i wish i published this book and then annette and andrew moved across the country and into our neighborhood and day by day this is when she first met her Phone call by phone call, breakfast by breakfast, and that taught me that the closer you get, the closer you get. That when you allow someone past all the doors you were taught to keep closed, what you find behind those doors is a kind of friendship I didn't have a category for. I've spent most of my life and most of my friendships holding my breath and hoping that when people get close enough, they won't leave, and fearing that it's a matter of time before they figure out and go. And then she says, and every time I told Annette the truth or asked her something difficult mm-hmm. or opened a scary conversation, when I thought she would back away, she walked forward. And by walking forward, she changed me. And now, everywhere I go, everywhere, I'm crying. I no. mean, I, it, like, it just jerks yeah. it right out of me. She said, every, she said, she changed me. And now, everywhere I go, everywhere life takes me, I'll be looking for this, for this kind of friendship that my dear friend Annette taught me. But she says she remembers sitting around the table with her parents, and I guess yeah. her, her dad was watching. Her dad's a pastor. And it said, at one point my dad said, you know this doesn't happen over and over in your life. You don't get that many experiences of friendship like the ones you all share. And I, I truly believe that. You know, and I, I worry for kids today that they don't make those kind of friendships because mm-hmm. everything's on social media, and you don't have to talk anymore. You don't have to get together you can just look at your snap and see what somebody else is doing. So it doesn't, it feels so, it, yeah. it's so shallow and it's so fake. But I think those kind of friendships are so, you, when you get them, you have to, gosh, you just nurture. have to nurture them yeah. and love them. And, and it is, you're right. That is, yeah. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal chapter. And her chapters are not long. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you, you could almost read it like a little daily devotional the way uh, it's, really, it's set up i, I mean, mean it really yeah, is this is like four or five pages a chapter for yeah. the most part but she says i wish i could tell you that sadness has softened but it hasn't and i'll never forget the actual terrible moment of go- goodbye and she yeah. talks about that she said her friend annette finally she said um because they went to see him before they left mm-hmm. she said and she was going for christmas for family out of town too and her friend said i love you go i got in the car and cried Till we got to the lake and Aaron didn't even try to stop me. That's so, I mean, it is. It's so sad. It's like a tearjerker. It's so sad, but it's so good. So um, yeah. I think it kind of puts it into perspective too. 
yeah with your friendships so yeah anyway all right so we hope that you enjoyed our our afternoon talk and yes. we hope that you'll like and subscribe yes please like i yes. must forget that part That's i do too still... so i just remember it andy, so andy i was trying to help us i was out. leaving he goes like and subscribe oh that's so cute <laughs> good old so andy. anyway all right thanks. all right see y'all later bye all right bye thanks for listening Follow us on Facebook at Real Deal Friends and Instagram at The Real Deal Friends. Have questions? Email us at TheRealDealFriends at gmail.com. <laughs>